Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. It's just gone seven minutes after seven on VOC 91.3 FM. My name is Sisneem Adams and I'll be with you for the next two hours as we go through uh, the Focus on Palestine show as well as MJC Speaks from eight to nine o'clock. Uh, of course, coming up later in the show with MJC Speaks, we're going to try to navigate the Muslim marriage bill uh, and we'll have uh, two representatives of the MJC in studio to unpack the Muslim marriage bill and we'll be uh, taking your comments on that issue as well. For this hour, we'll focus on Palestine. We keep the spotlight on the continued occupation uh, and the Zionist colonization of Palestine. And of course, tonight we continue to bring you the latest around Masjid al-Aqsa, which we know has been a flashpoint of violence in recent months following uh, the increase in extreme restrictions uh, put in place by Israeli authorities in the month of July, which resulted in those widespread protests um, uh, in, in that particular month. And of course, that certainly raised the alarm on uh, the extent or the rather the grave danger uh, that the this very important sacred site is placed in. Uh, for this part of the show, we're going to be chatting to Basil Akhbaria. He is a regular contributor here to Voice of the Cape, a Palestinian activist. Uh, he's based in Umal Fahum and uh, he'll be our guest in this part of the show. Uh, Basil, assalamu alaikum to you. How are you doing? Waalaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh to you and all the listeners with the Voice of the Cape. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing great and the spirit, Alhamdulillah, is very high here in Palestine. Shukran so much for joining us and for always making the time to chat to us. Of course, we're picking up uh, on the last conversation that you had uh, on uh, this particular show. Of course, I wasn't the presenter, uh, but we're going to try to piece together what exactly has uh, transpired uh, in uh, around Masjid al-Aqsa since that last conversation. Now, I've been picking up today that um, the uh, Quds Press reporting that uh, Jewish settler groups, uh, Zionist settler groups have called for increasing raids at Masjid al-Aqsa during the Jewish holidays, which is set to start uh, this Thursday. Now, um, there were reports that Israeli occupation authorities are now preparing themselves to protect uh, the Zionist settlers who wish to enter al-Aqsa Masjid. As we know, there are a number of Jewish holidays from the end of September through to October. And in previous years, we've seen that this has led to hundreds of settlers storming uh, the sacred site to perform prayers or tour the area uh, while Muslims have very limited access um, or sometimes are banned from entry at Masjid al-Aqsa. What is your take on this and and what insight have you got in this? As the Muslim community actually around the world already know that the Jewish holidays are on the doors uh, there's big calls from uh, extreme groups. Uh, there's a lot of organizations such as uh, what they call themselves the protectors of the temple, the guardians of the temple, uh, the temple institute, and many famous uh, extreme uh, groupings which have been now for working for years on calling a support from the Zionist community to come in and uh, uh, desecrate Masjid al-Aqsa al-Mubarak. The numbers every year are increasing, and uh, we actually, as well, uh, the people of Jerusalem, the people of Palestine, intensify our support in these days because we know that big numbers of Zionists will come and storm Masjid al-Aqsa Mubarak, and the Israeli uh, police and army will facilitate uh, such an act. Uh, Normally, they come in with big uh, numbers of soldiers. 
But if I would like to track a little bit back and uh, sure. uh, say that uh, the the response that the people of Jerusalem had, uh, let's say about two, mon- two months ago, or a month and a half ago, when we stopped the Israeli occupation from setting up all these metal detecting gates and, uh, you know, all the uh, barriers that they have tried to put in front of ourselves, we force them basically with our support. We're standing there every day, not refusing to go inside through those metal detecting gates. We basically force the Israeli occupation to take all these measurements of Majid Aqsa Mubarak. But something happened on the very last day when Israel removed all the gates, gates removed all the cameras, they came to all the, the terms that we have laid uh, for them to do because you are afraid that actually an intifada will happen because we were in very big numbers every night surrounding Masjid Aqsa Mubarak and refusing to back down uh, despite, you know, the use of force and, uh, uh, you know, many injuries. I've, I actually was one of the people that were injured in those, in those protests uh, mm. against the Israeli occupation. Uh, but, you know, after that, on the last day when we wanted to enter, they said that they're going to open all the doors that usually are, were open before uh, those dates. It, did, uh, unle- but the Hitta door. So they wanted to open all the gates, but they wanted to do something new. That Hitta door is not going to be open anymore. Mm. And we refused that completely. And we said, we're not going to go inside then, because the decision in the morning was to go inside. By after time, we said, we're not going inside the masjid anymore. Hitta door must be opened. All the doors that were opened before the, the sit, uh, sitting up the, the metal detecting gates and all these events, we want Majl Aqsa Mubarak on the same state. Because we forced the Israeli occupation to come to terms to all the, uh, you know, the requirements we have laid forth to them, the Israeli occupation laid back, let us go into inside Masjid, they opened all the doors as, as requested, but then afterwards, they started isolating people. They started demolishing um, uh, do- uh, houses in the city of Jerusalem. Right now, Sheikh Rahid Salah is, is under arrest uh, for accusations, for example. Yeah. That he, um, you know, that the Israeli occupation says uh, he gave a talk and he uh, read an ayah that speaks about, you know, the, the person who dies in the city of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he's a martyr, mm. and he goes to Jannah. So because he said, he read this ayah in a talk of his, when the three martyrs from Mufahim, the bodies were brought to Mufahim and they were, were about to be buried. Only months after that, Sheikh Rahid was arrested and that was his accusation. So when he was presented in front of the judge by the Israeli police and his lawyers were there, they said, is he being accused for ayah in the, in the Quran? This is not Sheikh Rahid Salah then who's being persecuted, but the Qur'an itself being here under question by the Israeli law. And then the judge knew that there weren't enough evidence or, or you know, accusations against Sheikh Rahat to be arrested. But over, uh, despite of that, he extended his arrest for four days and afterwards for five days and afterwards, till recently in the, in the 9th of September, uh, they said he's going to be arrested uh, until the whole, uh, you know, um, procedure is, is done. Now Sheikh Rahid Salah says, and he told the judge, that he's now put in a cell that is most, most of it is, is a bathroom, mm-hmm. is a toilet. Yeah. 
He prays in there. He eats in there. He makes his, uh, you know, he makes a salah in there. All and he sleeps in there. Hmm. Imagine the Sheikh Raid Salah, one of the most prestigious uh, sheikhs in, in, in his age, in his respect. He has to sleep in, in, in a toilet. He has to pray in the toilet. He has to eat in that toilet. Yeah. Um, they, are, they are basically putting that person who is the simple of Majl Aqsa Mubarak on, uh, in such a manner for them to attack Majl Aqsa Mubarak. Yes. And they have set up, and they have set up two um, cameras 24 hours on Sheikh Raid Salah. In, in his cell. And he said, Pastor, are you there? In, in any law, not local, not international law, to put such cameras uh, by, 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 the, by the prisoner. But Sheikh Raid Salah, these cameras are still set up in his, in his cell, and day after day they are trying to break him. Questioned him on, on certain slogans, mm. such as, which is you know, a known slogan, the whole Muslim Ummah is, is talking about it. Oh, the, the, such, the slogan that he announced also uh, almost 20 years uh, ago when he said Al-Aqsa fi khatar, Al-Aqsa is in danger. Sheikh Raid Salah right now is being questioned about uh, those slogans. So it's, it's, it's main things, it's the little things. Because of the defense of Majl Aqsa Mubarak, now the people that represent uh, this, uh, the, the people who are standing against the Israeli occupation, the people just that go frequently to Majl Aqsa Mubarak, those are the people that are being persecuted right now uh, in the name of, of the victory that uh, and have had uh, uh, just about uh, two months ago. Mm. Pastor, so, I just want to yeah. yeah, I just want to come in there. I actually want to get uh, back to Sheikh Raid Salah at a later stage, but I, I just want to go back to this whole issue of, of Zionist settlers being allowed to enter Mashr al-Aqsa. Um, like you said, I mean, this uh, we could be seeing more tensions uh, emerging over the next week as we see, uh, you know, these groups of Zionist settlers entering the compound. But what exactly happens when they are there? Are these sort of religious rituals that take Place, what happens? Mm. Israel now speaks a lot about uh, the, the status quo. The, you, know, Netanyahu, you hear Netanyahu always in the press coming out and says, We are protecting the status quo mm. inside what we call, they call it always the Temple Mount. We call it obviously Mubarak. They refuse even to call it as a mosque. Yes. Uh, uh, to, um, I mean, to them, it's not a mosque. They keep, uh, even in the Israeli media, they keep calling it the Temple Mount. So they're saying that since 1967, till now, which is, you know, they're protecting that status quo inside Masjid Aqsa Mubarak, but they are not. If we look at the, at the beginning when they started, it was very, very small groups. The first time that uh, the Prime Minister of Israel entered, which was that time um, Sharon, it sparked an intifada, which, which, you know, was one of the, of the biggest intifada that, that Palestine has, has had in its history. So we saw that they were coming little by little, intensified, intensifying the attack towards Masjid Aqsa Mubarak. We moved now from uh, even a hundred entering in one year in, inside Masjid Aqsa Mubarak. Now we're talking about uh, 15,000 to 20,000 settlers entering Masjid Aqsa Mubarak or desecrating Masjid Aqsa Mubarak uh, it's, uh, throughout the year. So the numbers is increasing by five, by five to 10,000 every year. And as you said at the beginning even, they didn't go up to, um, next to Qubbat uh, al-Sakhra, the Rock of the Dawn, but they were always at the bottom. And some of them even couldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't enter unless they, they, were, they were bare feet. 
and now you can see them they entering with their shoes they go up uh, to 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 the rock of the dorm so now they they basically live back and they do whatever they want now you find in situations where they started starting doing their rituals uh when we we try to stop them and we say allahu akbar for example or try to 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 uh, say to the police that this person is is doing this ritual mm. so now the police give them maybe minute or two acting like they they they, don't, they can't see them and afterwards will take this person and will take him outside but now we see the audacity by day they becoming more you know more aggressive towards oh, majaz mubarak yeah. they do more things inside majaz mubarak now they bring inside books with them and inside these books there is pictures of you know the temple mount and they explain inside majaz mubarak how they going to destroy it what they are going to build in which manner and how in what fashion they are going to do it before uh, ministers or, or from the cabinet of the israeli occupation uh, couldn't enter before now they do enter so all these uh, changes that happen inside majaz mubarak before when you said allahu akbar inside majaz mubarak it was a normal thing you saying allahu akbar inside the masjid now if you say allahu akbar inside majaz mubarak while the zionists are there you go to jail yeah if you do any of these of these acts if you disturb these zionists in any shape or manner your house will be searched you will be arrested you will be fined you will go to jail uh, they even uh, invented a new uh, you know accusation if you do these things they will send you an order from the court to say you cannot enter majaz mubarak for example for six months and yeah. that's what they do with a lot of people sheikh raid salah probably haven't uh, been inside majaz mubarak for more than 10 years and he's not allowed to every time he gets a uh, order from the court he's not allowed to enter majaz mubarak he's not even allowed to enter the, enti- the entirety of jerusalem there's a lot of murabitun who go frequently inside majaz mubarak they have received over 10 of those orders not allowed to go inside majaz mubarak for 6 months for a year and so on Pass so they try to isolate majaz mubarak from its people from its musallis so they pass the way or you know they allow those these settlers to enter and not even just enter to have a peaceful walk inside majaz majaz mubarak and do whatever they like inside there. Faisal, just hold that thought quickly. We have to take an ad break. And when we come back, we're going to get more into this very important topic. Stay tuned. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM. 25 minutes after 7 assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the show of course uh, focus on palestine tonight uh, taking you up through to uh, the work of ishai uh, and if you want to get in touch with me please do so on the whatsapp line 0722380712 or you can sms us on 47913 if you've got a comment on the show uh, this evening of course uh, my guest is basil akbaria uh, our regular contributor on this particular show and we are are discussing the latest developments around Mashrul Aqsa. Bye so welcome back. Let's talk about uh, the uh, recent arrests of Palestinians. I know uh, Israeli forces arrested about I think 16 Palestinians uh, during overnight raids between Monday uh, and uh, today across the occupied West Bank. Uh, what information have you got on these arrests so far? Um these arrests Uh, mainly are uh, related to Masjid Al-Aqsa Mubarak and the activism of the 
of the women, uh, the youngsters, uh, the leaders uh, around Majlat Mubarak. Uh, first of all, it is clear that Israel right now is trying to isolate the people from their leader because they think that the movement and the victory, the recent victory, comes from their leaders, and that's why they're trying to isolate uh, the Muslims uh, from their leaders, first of all. So they think that by that, uh, the activism will be reduced, and that's how they will be able to isolate Majlal Aqsa Mubarak. Sheikh Raid Salah is one of the examples of the leaders, uh, as well as banning uh, the movement that he has founded, uh, the Islamic movement in the, within the 1948 borders, and all uh, the sub-organizations that used to work uh, with the, the Palestinian people in terms of supporting um, the university students, supporting uh, the buses that go to Majid Aqsa Mubarak. Uh, so, you know, um, making sure that, for example, the Sa'imin uh, in Ramadan and uh, at other times they have food inside Majid Aqsa Mubarak, taking care of the structure of the masjid in itself, taking care of other masjid around Palestine. So it was a huge organization that used to work in terms of supporting the Palestinians inside the 1948 borders with all that they can. Now all these organizations are being, uh, you know, being outlawed, including even the organizations that used to support uh, women and orphan children. Uh, Dr. Sulaiman Agbariya, for example, from the city of Umm al-Fahim as well, he's a non-dentist that he's been working uh, for this NGO for, for many years, and now he's, he's in jail, he's a sickly man, he has diabetes, and, and so on, and uh, he's being arrested for no accusation as well as other youngsters. There is uh, our sister Khadija Hawais and the other sister Hanadi Halawani. They both are under arrest. They have been uh, asked by the by the Israeli police about the food that they cooked and they ate inside Majlis Aqsa Mubarak, about the books that they have read inside Majlis Aqsa Mubarak. All the movements are being monitored, and the accusation is only. Uh, going to a Masjid al-Aqsa Mubarak, reading inside the Masjid, eating inside the Masjid, anything that has to do with the Masjid al-Aqsa Mubarak, the people are being arrested. Uh, yesterday, they have arrested two youngsters, university youngsters, Muhammad Khalaf uh, and uh, Amin Ziyab, both are being arrested, uh, the house is being searched, uh, uh, you know, all the, the stuff being um, put upside down by the Israeli police, and now... Uh, obviously, we don't know what the accusation, but it's also somehow related to Majlis Aqsa Mubarak and the activism towards Majlis Aqsa Mubarak. So, as I said, it's the masjid who's under accusation right now by the Israeli police, uh, not the people themselves. Uh, you know, it's the first time that you hear it's the Salah, basically. Uh, if you make Salah inside Majlis Aqsa Mubarak, you are a criminal in the, by the Israeli uh, law. And they have used uh, what uh, what is called administrative detention. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this this Israel has created. I mean, there's no democracy around the world will do something like this. Uh, even you know, dictatorships around the world are shy to to invent uh, such laws. This is basically that you can take anybody from the house at any time with no accusation, uh, without presented by the judge, put in jail, and uh, and that's that's the end of it. So we have a lot of youngsters. Uh, from around us here, from Umm al-Fahim, uh, the surroundings, from Jerusalem, from the West Bank, are being uh, arrested by the administrative detention. No lawyer can see them. We don't know what the accusations, what's happening to them right now. Basically, we know nothing about, uh, you know, what's happening to, to, to their cases. And, and uh, usually Israel for, for how long? Them and they're questioning them as long as they want.
Okay, yeah, I was just going to ask you, for uh, what length of period are, are they uh, sort of incarcerated in administrative detention? Basically, no, there's no period. Basically, there's actually when, in, when recently, you know, last year when we heard about people going on a hunger strike, there's people that spend more than a year in jail mm-hmm. and they didn't know why they, why, they, why they are there and they were never presented in front of the judge and they had to go on a hunger strike to basically make the issue known and put pressure on the Israeli occupation so, you know, more support comes along to, to these youngsters and these people who are arrested and only then will be arrested after they go, they go uh, you know, 30 days or 40 days in, in a hunger strike and they danger the, the health and damage the, the health for, for life uh, just because of nothing that they have done. Mm. This is happening once and once again by the, by the Israeli, uh, you know, occupation against the, the Palestinian youngsters. I saw that one of the Palestinian news sites was reporting that Israeli forces shot and injured a Palestinian boy uh, for an alleged stabbing attempt. Uh, I think it was close to the the city of Al Khalil in occupied West Bank. Um, what exactly happened there? You know, since since last year, uh, to be exact, the first of October, uh, 2016. Uh, the first stabbing attack actually did happen by, the, by uh, a youngster that was in West Bank and wanted to go pray inside Majlal Aqsa Mubarak. And at that time, uh, many women uh, were not allowed to enter Majlal Aqsa Mubarak. The list was increasing by the people that, uh, you know, the police uh, by the doors of Majlal Aqsa Mubarak had a long list of people who were not allowed to enter Majlal Aqsa Mubarak. Uh, those women, you know, some of them were, were, were beaten. Uh, the youngsters saw the videos on the Internet. And one youngster in specific, uh, he was uh, studying law in the West Bank and wanted to go pray inside Majlal Aqsa Mubarak. And when he did go, he was not allowed to enter. And he saw what's happening to the women around him and so on. Uh, that's what frustrated him. And he felt that Majlal Aqsa Mubarak was slipping away from us. And he bought uh, a knife and he stabbed uh, two uh, Zionists. And since that time, you know, a wave of attacks uh, happened, which actually made Israel back down uh, from Majlal Aqsa Mubarak and, 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 and they, uh, you know, uh, intensified the attack for, for a while, uh, they did back down from, from these things. But afterwards, uh, Israel started using a new method, and that is uh, shooting any youngster, any boy, woman, and so on and so forth at any place, and then throw a knife next to them and say, yeah. oh, these people wanted to stab me and wanted to throw, um, you know, uh, things at me. Mm. So this is now uh, something that is happening, uh, you know, day in and day out. Uh, most of the times there is no videos or footage to, you know, uh, prove these things. But actually uh, something did happen in the in the West Bank uh, almost uh, at the beginning of this year or last year, uh, you know, that a youngster was killed, you know. And there was a person in, uh, on top of the, of the building and he, he filmed the whole event. And the Israeli soldier shot this person, although that uh, that person had, had, did not have any weapon on him. And this soldier went to the Israeli courts. The video was clear that this this soldier basically publicly executed a Palestinian, armless Palestinian. And uh, this guy got an eight months jail in, in, in the Israeli jails. That's all he got. And now, right now, there is even now uh, lawyers who are appealing this case. They want him to be freed immediately. All right. So let's let's turn back to Sheikh Raid Salah, uh, the leader of the northern branch of the Islamic movement in occupied Palestine. Um, you mentioned earlier that an Israeli court has now extended his detention. Now, 
Basil, you are from the town of Umm al-Fakhim, that is where uh, Sheikh Raid Salah is from as well. What is the, the tone, or rather the atmosphere in that town amongst the Palestinians now that his detention has been extended? You know, the people of Umm al-Fakhim actually knows about, you know, uh, this decision, uh, first of all, that uh, the movement itself, that Sheikh Raid Salah is headed and, uh, you know, uh, founded, uh, that is being under attack completely. Before, you know, such attempts happened, uh, we're closing organizations here and there, and all all you had to do is change the name, put a new organization, and basically uh, practice as 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 uh, you know as as before. But right now, the decision confirmed since uh, the events that happened uh, last year, October, that this organization and Sheikh Raid Salah must not be able to be active anymore. Mm. So basically now the, the people of the city know that Sheikh Raid Salah is basically being isolated from all the sides. Uh, and one of the new laws that Israel has founded now recently is that if you have an NGO organization, you're not allowed to take any money from outside. So basically, you know, cutting the resources that uh, the Islamic movement and the Palestinians used to get in order to support and strengthen themselves uh, in Majl al Mubarak and the surrounding Majl al Mubarak, all these sources are being right out right now because if you take as much as what 100 shekels or whatever amount that you're going to take, you can be questioned and jailed for it. So now all the organizations, the NGO organizations that uh, are active within uh, the 1948 borders, uh, they had to take the money from the government itself or from uh, you know um, resources or places that Israel is happy with. So basically. All the NGOs here, inside here, they have to be a sell-out for Israel before they can be active. So there's no allowed, even no room allowed for activism here inside uh, the 1948 borders. And that's how they're now trying to isolate uh, Sheikh Raid Salah and his activism. There's a lot of uh, racist statements coming from uh, the Israeli uh, cabinet in the parliament, in the Knesset, the Israeli Knesset. Actually, everybody agrees on one thing, uh, from the, the leftist person in, the, in that cabinet to the rightist person's right-wing person. They all agree that Sheikh Raid Salah is basically, they say that he's a, he's a danger to them, although he, all his activism is, uh, you know, to strengthen the Palestinians, work with the orphans. So it's all an NGO work that he does. Mm. And even now they're talking about uh, isolating him even further and sending him outside the country. So there's the, the wave of racism here is increasing in the country. This country itself, actually, in terms of uh, Knesset, in terms of cabinet, and everything that's happening around around this country itself is going right to the right wing. Benjamin Netanyahu has been winning an election after another election. He's been, uh, you know, trying to basically uh, compete with other uh, people, like, uh, for example, Naftali Bennett, to say more racist things about the Palestinians. Uh, for example, that there is no peace, there shall, ne- shall never be a Palestinian state because it never existed. Uh, the Palestinians should, should never, uh, you know, get a peaceful day in their lives. Such, such statements that they have said, uh, even uh, Naftali Bennett boasting about him uh, killing uh, Arabs, Palestinians when he, was, when he was in the army. And those people do find that these people get the most uh, votes in Israel here right now. And uh, there's a lot of calls uh, amongst uh, the Palestinians from Mulfahim and even other cities that every time Sheikh Raid Salah goes to a court, there should be a big numbers. Uh, mm. to, uh, on Thursday, there should be a rally here in Mulfahim surrounding the issue of, uh, of Sheikh Raid Salah. 
So there is a lot of movement. We're trying to actually create pressure on the Israeli government to say that we are here. Uh, we are, you know, uh, following what's happening to Sheikh Raed Salah. Uh, we, we're not happy what, uh, with what, what is happening with Sheikh Raed Salah. Pastor, let us quickly take our advertisements and when we come back, we're going to try to uh, get into the detention of Sheikh Raid Salah a little bit more. Stay tuned. You listen to the stem of the car on 91.3 and 95.8 FM stereo. 7.42, welcome back to the show, the last few minutes of our focus on Palestine. Uh, and still with me, I've got Basil Akbaria. He's a Palestinian uh, activist based in Umal Fahim. Uh, Basil, so as we end off, um, let's try to understand Sheikh Ra'id Salah's situation a little bit more. Um, there have been concerns raised by the Wa'id Association for Prisoners Affairs that uh, Sheikh Ra'id Salah's detention is perhaps a first step towards elimination and his execution in prison. Have those concerns been raised on the ground as well? Yes, definitely. Actually, Israel have attempted uh, such uh, you know acts before many times. Uh, one of the most notable one when he tried to go with the uh, Mavi Marmara to Gaza, mm. and uh, the Israeli occupation went uh, into this boat uh, on the boat and. Uh, they actually assassinated a, a, a Turkish man who looked a lot like uh, Sheikh Raid Salah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what was the coincidence, but uh, actually the news that came out of from the Israeli occupation at that day that they have actually did execute Sheikh Raid Salah, and we we were you know uh, worrying and and you know following uh, these events, and then it turned out that they killed uh, a man who looked like him uh, from Turkey at. Uh, at that specific incident. Uh, right now, Sheikh Raid Salah told actually the judge, uh, you know, a few days ago in his court, and he said, you are responsible for my security. When when somebody is prisoned all ar- around the world, the, the people who are prisoned this prisoner, they are responsible for security and for his safety. And uh, that uh, many of the Zionist, uh, you know, prisoners, uh, they did actually threaten Sheikh Raid Salah. The one did uh, spit on Sheikh Raid Salah. So Sheikh Raid Salah did say to the to the judge that uh, you know his security is in danger and they are asked or demanded to 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 protect Sheikh Salah. So they do actually even uh, put him in a dangerous situation sometimes when they transferring him and putting him uh, with the other uh, you know extreme uh, Zionist uh, prisoners that uh, try to to harm Sheikh Salah at times. So uh, there's an occupation. You know there's nothing weird or you know we we can't say that. They are not trying or thinking about these things. Actually, these things are on the table. And mm. obviously, as, as I said, Sheikh Raid Salah is being accused. It's not Sheikh Raid Salah. It's, it's actually the Quran itself because he's, he's being arrested for an ayah and because of, of his support to Majlis Mubarak. So these things are under arrest. And we cannot allow uh, allow, allow these, uh, you know, Zionists to do such uh, things, uh, you know, uh, attack and harm uh, the symbol that stands uh, in defense of uh, Majlis Mubarak. Yeah, I, I would uh, argue, I believe that, um, you know, there's this belief that uh, the uh, large-scale demonstrations at Masjid al-Aqsa proved uh, that Sheikh Raid Salah had the ability to move uh, all those thousands of, of Palestinians into action, forcing the occupation to, uh, to reverse its actions and remove those barriers that it had been uh, set up at the Masjid uh, in the month of July. 
true. And, uh, you know, right now, actually, there's actually a lot of requests. Even uh, there is a door inside Masjid Al-Aqsa Mubarak in itself, uh, Babu Rahma, uh, you know, directly translated as the door of mercy. It's been closed since 2003, and now the Israeli occupation is making moves uh, towards uh, this door. And Sheikh Rahid Salah did actually, in fact, before he was jailed, he indicated that, that the people should be, you know, uh, vigilant uh, in terms of around of, of this door. And that's what irritates the Israeli occupation, that Sheikh Rahid Salah is always aware of their plans. He always, you know, acts towards him. Sheikh Rahid Salah is actually at, uh, you know, uh, stairs inside Majl Aqsa Mubarak that is called the stairs of Sheikh Raid Salah because he knew that, uh, you know, the Israeli occupation was about to open a door from, you know, the other side, outside the, the walls of the masjid, opening it towards uh, the Musal al-Marwani, which is underground. And Sheikh Raid Salah opened another stairs for, the, for this uh, Musalla from within, inside Majl Aqsa Mubarak, and all the plans failed. And now, because I think many of the many of the main reasons that we, we he's arrested right now is the plan that now the Israeli occupation ha, ha, having towards this door. Mm-hmm. They are actually moving, and that's what they are doing. They're moving slowly uh, towards uh, the destruction of Al Mubarak. They are not doing it, you know, uh, at at once, but they are doing it step by step. If we keep losing, for example, door by door, and they keep, we keep losing, we keep. Uh, letting them uh, enter many, uh, uh, you know, um, Zionists as much as they want, as and they roam freely right now inside Masjid Aqsa Mubarak. With all the people that go inside Masjid Aqsa Mubarak being in jail or you know uh, being given order for for six months away from Masjid Aqsa Mubarak, uh, this situation that Israel is trying to create around this Masjid and around around this issue, that's what's driving us, you know, to act in such a manner. And all these acts actually are against the international law. The Security Council, along as UNESCO, they have issued statements to say that Israel should not, you know, uh, change any historical figure in the city of Jerusalem. But they are doing uh, doing these uh, things on a daily basis, changing figures such as trying to change uh, the doors and destroy these doors and close some of those doors. They're trying to uproot uh, symmetries uh, surrounding Majid Aqsa Mubarak to do uh, yards and, you know, ma- make it look less Islamic and more Jewish. And that's what is happening on a daily basis, and that's what we worry, that the, so the cemetery that is next to Babur Rahma, that is going to be outrooted, and, uh, uh, you know, a garden will be uh, put in place. And uh, to just make, make this very clear, actually, we have an example of what the Zionists would do to a masjid when they have full control. Uh, you know, in the Haram al-Ibrahimi, in, in Hebron, in Khalil, Sitla uh, went in, inside the masjid, you know, when they took control of it, a settler went inside the masjid itself and he killed 93 uh, musallis at that time. The Israeli occupation closed down the mosque completely. Uh, they put security in there. And when it was reopened, the, the Muslims were allowed one portion, which is a third of the masjid, and the Zionists, the two-thirds. Uh, yesterday, the, is the, the, the Zionists, because of the Jewish holidays that is coming up, they closed the masjid entirely mm. in front of the Muslims. It was full of Zionists inside the masjid where the Muslims pray. They did their rituals. Uh, they have uh, put, you know, the flag of Israel on, on the outside walls of the masjid. They have done whatever they liked inside the Haram al-Ibrahim yesterday. And we are afraid that, you know, if, if such an sh- important shrine, al-Haram al-Ibrahim, where Sayyidina Ibrahim is buried and his son, 
happens, uh, you know, this happens to them right now. What is going to happen to Majlul Aqsa Mubarak? Are we going to see Majlul Aqsa Mubarak on the same, uh, on the same way? Uh, you know, with no, with no Muslims, with no Muslims, and hundreds of thousands of, of Zionists uh, saying their rituals inside uh, in Majlul Aqsa Mubarak. I mean, the Muslim world cannot allow such thing to happen. And Sheikh Raid Salah, as I said, that's, that's exactly why uh, these things are happening to Sheikh Raid Salah. Uh, Majlul Aqsa Mubarak is under the Jordanian Waqaf. All the international uh, community knows, uh, knows this. Israel has no power or control what, whatever that is inside Majlul Aqsa Mubarak. But they are acting right now that they own the whole place, uh, the, 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 the security and the police that is outside the doors of Majlul Aqsa Mubarak. Right now, even recently, a new event happened where the people, the Muslims inside Majlul Aqsa Mubarak were searched and also be given the ID inside Majlul Aqsa Mubarak. So now we're not even, uh, you know, being searched outside on the doors, but now sometimes when you're inside, you need to be searched and, and be questioned why you're inside Majlul Aqsa Mubarak by the police. But so we're going to have to leave it there. Yeah. Unfortunately, Shukran, I mean, I can hear the passion uh, coming from you with regards to this important issue. Our guest uh, this evening, Palestinian activist Basil Akhbaria, speaking very uh, vividly uh, about the uh, change to the demographic makeup of uh, Al-Quds and Jerusalem over the past decades uh, through the construction of settlements, the destruction of historical sites, uh, and of course, uh, speaking very frankly about the Judaism uh, of uh, the city as well. Basil, I want to thank you so much for your time uh, and we wish you all the best. Keep safe, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.